everybody, welcome to another edition of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. I'm here in Fort Thomas for David Cecil Memorial Stadium as uh, Highlands gets ready to host Covenant Catholic Friday night in our WCPO 9 Game of the Week. But uh, first up, recapping week one, I was out at St. Xavier as the Bombers shut out Lakota West for the first time since October of 2018. 10 to nothing, the Bombers scored all 10 of their points in the first half, and they earned three interceptions, picking off freshman quarterback Jackson Smith three times. And so uh, the Bombers 1-0, Lakota West 0-1, but both teams could meet each other in the playoffs as one Lakota West assistant coach reminded me it's happened before, it could certainly happen again. Well, there were so many stars during week one, it's hard to keep track of everybody, but certainly I have many of those uh, standout players listed on my story on WCPO.com. I checked out the first game of Greater Cincinnati on Thursday night. Walnut Hills hosting Withrow and uh, junior uh, Quentin Simmons had a 94-yard punt return. It was one of the definite highlights of the night for Withrow as they shut out Walnut Hills 42 to nothing. Be sure to check that out. Before I go any further, I remind you this WCPO High School Insider podcast is brought to you by Chick-fil-A, Greater Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky. Enjoy a free Chick-fil-A original chicken sandwich in the Chick-fil-A app August 21st through the 31st. Well, it should be a good one here Friday night in Fort Thomas. The game has been pushed back to 8 p.m. due to the anticipated heat index, but uh, both teams coming off a big victory in week one. Covington Catholic defeated Ryle, while Highlands went down to Lexington to defeat Lexington Catholic. Well, hey, let's head into the Highlands Fieldhouse now and talk to head coach Bob Spire and a few of the Bluebirds about this storied rivalry against Covington Catholic. Team is practicing at 6 a.m. this week and getting ready for CovCath. Can you tell us kind of what went into that? You, obviously, you have to with the heat index, but can you tell us about that? Well, I've been doing this for a while, and logistical, organizational planning, et cetera, is always key to, big key to success. And obviously, you look at the heat policies, you heat, look at the heat restrictions, and you look at just the common sense factor of it. And this is a no-brainer. And it's pretty easy to sell Cuff Catholic because nobody wants to carry that cross for a year, so no pun intended. but. But, uh, you know, with that said, you know, the, the, the kids under, felt fully understood. I think the community understands, the school system understands, and we're not the only sports organization here that's, that's made that transition. How are the kids responding? I mean, what's it like? Oh, we had a great practice right? this morning, yeah, yeah. Do you coach any differently knowing it's early in the morning? You get them well, all, you know, we did get everything covered. We, we had to cut down on the timelines. Each period was a little bit shorter. And, uh, you know, we, we, we did, you know, so we're in the weight room now we normally go in the weight room at 6 30 in the morning so it's not that much different from that standpoint so we flip the weight room in the afternoon since it's inside and then uh we'll do a little walk through down on the inside on the turf from what we didn't get covered today it won't quite be the same as out on the field and you know having the full field and all that stuff but still you know mentally we'll be able to cover the all of our alignments and assignments and all those things that you got to have when did you find out that friday night's kickoff was pushed back an hour Oh, just a couple hours ago. Yeah, but we, we uh, Wes, the AD, and I talked about it a little bit yesterday. We wanted to hold off and kind of get a little another day to get the projected forecast. We didn't want to jump the gun, but it looks pretty obvious. And the state and the officials, associations, all that they need they need enough forewarning to be organized and, and structure what they need to do to have have everything covered. How does that impact your 
preparation the guys everything's routine obviously but you know usually you start at seven o'clock does that change anything in terms of being at eight o'clock I actually I think it's probably a good thing early in the season when you have some curveballs that are thrown at you you have some things you because come playoff time in particular on the road you're maybe traveling further than you normally do you're playing opponents you don't normally know you, you weather conditions change throughout the season <clears throat> football the, the conditions are never perfect the settings never exactly the way you want it to be the the so you got to be able to dance to the dance of whatever's happening at that time. What'd you like most about the win over Lexington Catholic? I love the way we kept our composure as they kept coming back on us. I knew they had an outstanding ball club. They got a great leader at the quarterback position and a tremendous playmaker. He reminded me a lot of defending uh, Taylor Heineke when I was down in Georgia. And he's just very relentless and we kept trying to bring them back. And we just never withered under that storm and that was probably the most pleasing thing and uh you know that just i thought that showed a lot of poise the game was tied 2020 with a little bit less than 11 minutes to go and then you know it was you 13 all it was you know it, it was it was it was kind of game i thought it was going to be mike they're they're really really a good ball club he's got great guys to, to get the ball distribute the ball to they've got some really good linemen um and you know they just got the whole mix and, uh, you know, it, it's uh, for an opening game on the road to go into their setting with a veteran quarterback and a lot of skill guys around him and, and, and a lot of veterans on the offensive line and to just kind of play well early. And really and truly, you look at it from both teams' standpoint as an opening game, that was a pretty clean game. Very few of those, you know, silly penalties, illegal procedures, jumping on, you know, just things that you sometimes see in an opener. There was very, very little of that. Most of our penalties were aggression penalties, and you just kind of you can kind of live with those a little bit, you know. What'd you think of Brody? How, the, how he played? Oh, Brody had had just a fabulous game. I mean, what a you know, and, and he's such a calming presence for our team, but he's just such a confident athlete, and he brings obviously a skill set that's very unique. I mean. I had a dream, and I told the guys, the staff, I said, you know, this is a little bit out, out, out of the norm, but I said, I had this dream he's going to have three rushing touchdowns, three passing touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns. You know, that's that's a bit. Probably nine possessions, maybe not even be what you get in a game. But it was pretty darn close, you know, and, and it, you counted really for all five touchdowns, you know, two rushing, two passing, one receiving. Doesn't get much better than that. How versatile is he for you on the field? Well, that's pretty versatile. I mean, he's a matchup nightmare. What are you going to do with him? And and then, you know, he uh, I don't remember the exact number, but I think he was like 12 out of 16 or something like that passing. Uh, obviously, he was our leading rusher. And, you know, we, that's one of the neatest things also about the team this year is when I got here, we didn't have a lot of size. We've got a lot of more size. We've got a lot more strength. The kids have really, you know, put in the work in the weight room. And so we can legit run the football now. But Brody's a big part of that too. You know, but Cam had a great game. Our running back core had a great game. The offensive line really, you know, for an opening game, the ability to, to run the ball when needed or just run it when want, when you want, want to, is we couldn't do that when I first got here. You kind of touched on that, uh, the weightlifting and getting bigger. You kind of mentioned that last year as well. We were up here in the weight room. I mean, can you talk about just the effort that this program has put in? We're in the room where the secret sauce is made, and I think the kids know that now. And uh, I think really and truly that was probably ultimately the difference in that game. We were just a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, had the ability to be a little bit more physical, not because they weren't throwing their body in the fray just as hard, but we had a little bit bigger bodies and a few more of them to throw in the fray. What are your first thoughts on 
Cuffcast Friday night. Oh, great football team. It ought, ought to be a killer game. It ought to be a, a classic follow-up to, you know, they just won a, against a really, really good football team at Ryle, and uh, th they do such a great job. You know, Eddie, Eddie's a really good ball coach, and he'll have them obviously ready, and they've got veteran quarterback. You know, just like kind of like what we just faced. He can throw it, and he can run it, and and you know he can he can he can create problems for you. Just keep him plays alive, and then you know you just you you get the senior running back that's really really runs hard, and and you know they just got a lot of things they do schematically. Obviously, they got a lot of guys he can get it to. They got corners, great cover corners. I mean, it's create a lot of issues for you. Return guys are dangerous every time they touch it. It's a it's it's a real test, but you know I think we're a test too. I think it, I think I think this. If you want to watch high school football, last week I thought I would have recommended. I might even recommend it a little bit more this week. Coach's pick, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this may be one of the earliest times the Cuffcap and Highlands have played during a season. Well, it, typically we're in the same district, and and you know now unfortunately you know it, 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 it kind of split. You know, just got split by a hair. You know, we're the second smallest 5A school, and and they they dropped to 4A and. You know, it just it did separated us, but you know, they have classifications in football for a reason. You play where you belong, and I, I'm, I've always been a big believer in that, and that's just the way the way it is. And doesn't, doesn't change the rivalry any, in my opinion. It's just earlier, and it doesn't necessarily mean anything in terms of district playoffs. But still, with the RPI rankings, your ratings in Kentucky too, it's, that's still huge for both of us. Anybody else in particular you want to mention just on the field that you mentioned Cam, obviously Brody already? You know, there's a lot of guys that played really, really well. Carson Class probably would have been the MVP in that game if it weren't for Brody. He had two big touchdown catches. He played great on defense. He probably played more on both sides of the ball than anybody we have, as well as, you know, he punted and, 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 and did a great job. So he really was a, a, was an important factor in that game. But really, we got guys like Lou Schneider just physically set the tone. There's just a lot of guys like that that, you know, you hate to kind of sing but without question, Carson Class made some explosive plays that were critical. All right, Coach, before we get too loud here, 294 career wins, from what I understand, 34 years as head I'm coach. Gonna your, I'm going to count your number on that. I believe that's <laughs> accurate. You know, I always get confused because people ask me because I coached the horse from the arena team, and we had 26 wins in. So it's football, over 300, under 300, whatever. But, yeah, it's uh, we're just taking them one at a time. I know you're upcoming at Milestone here. So, I mean, what what is it meant to you to coach high school football this long? Well, I've just been so blessed where I've been to coach so many good good guys, good players, good programs, great communities. How I landed here is just a blessing, and I'm just so grateful. Appreciate it, Coach. I'm Brody Banky. I'm a class of 24, and I am play quarterback. Brody, tell me a little bit about, before we kind of get into this week's game and everything, uh, what you like most about your guys' opening win over in uh, Lexington. Uh, it was a great team win. Everyone, We had to fight all four quarters, which was we really needed because we just – First game, you just want to see how if you can go all 42 minutes, and we proved that we can do that. You did a little bit of everything on the field offensively, Brody. I mean, what was the night like for you? It was it was awesome, just switching position and position and helping my team out as much as I could. What did Coach say after the game about getting a big road win like that to open the year? Uh, it's it was really impressive on our part uh, going into a, a tough Lexington Catholic team and. Uh, Coach Byer returning after 15 years of coaching for them. It's just really cool for him to return and get a big win like that. I know he was recognized before the game. I understand a reception before the game and everything. Did it have a little extra meaning for you and your teammates for him to uh, have that homecoming and you guys come out with a win? Yeah, it definitely did. Just getting a big win for our coach and we all love him. So it felt really good to get a good win for him. Great. Obviously, you turn the page now, focusing on Cuffcath Friday night. Maybe one of the earliest 
uh, times that you've played Cuffcath during a season between the storied uh, rivalry, um, what are your first thoughts on playing them? Uh, it's going to be a really exciting game, and we're all really getting ready and really excited for the game. What's a week like of preparing for Cuffcath? Can you take me through that? It's just it's just different. It feels everyone feels more locked in, and uh, it's, practice is way more intense, and everyone's just ready to for Friday to come. How do you get in the zone? How do you kind of maybe? avoid the distractions or just kind of st keep your focus? I just try to stay off social media and not talk to like kids from Cuffcast and just stay away from all the drama. What's it like to play in this game? It's it's like undescribable. It's, it's just awesome. What do you think is going to be the key for you, you guys for the Bluebirds offense and defense as well? Protecting the ball offensively and defensively just keeping them off or offensively, keeping them off the field, their offense off the field as long as possible. You guys, uh, I, I know it's all about this year, but certainly you had a signature win there last year. Um, you know, how, how does that, uh, how did that really kind of lift uh, the season in, in terms of last season? How does that maybe kind of carry over this year? Uh, last season, we didn't play our best in that game, but we still got the win, so that's all that matters. This year, we're hoping to protect the ball this year and seeing what we can do. Um, how do you think you've improved just from a year ago? Uh, my reads have definitely gotten better and I'm way more comfortable with our offense and knowing what guys to look at in certain coverages and that stuff. You're a three-year starter here. I mean, tell me what Highlands football has meant to you in your life. It's meant everything. It's gotten me through lots of hard times and just knowing that I have football to come to every day is a great thing. Appreciate it, Brody. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck to you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, my name's Luke Schneider. I'm a tight end and D-end. Big week uh, one for you guys. And, oh, yeah. Uh, how do you carry that momentum into this week? I think we stay focused on practice this week. You know, with the heat index and us not being able to practice after school, we got to wake up a little bit early. But I think if our team just stays focused on, I mean, I know it's a big game coming up, and I think that win will carry over some energy towards this Cuffcath week. Luke, uh, Brody was telling me it was all dark here when you arrived here this morning, <laughs> you and your teammates. Uh, what's it been like to practice so early? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm used to waking up early. I've always been a morning person, but I know it's hard for some players to wake up and get here on time. But I love it. love the energy getting out here in the early in the morning with the lights on. It's awesome. What, what's that do for you guys? Maybe kind of build a little extra Oh, yeah, builds you, yeah, builds character. If you freaking get to wake up, you know, just be locked in right in the morning. Kind of carries over into school, you know. You can get, you know, you have football out of the way for the day, and you can get through your school day pretty easy, too. What's the Cuffcath uh, week like for you guys? Oh, it's the most, it's most energy, most energy of the week. I think most important, one of the most important weeks of our football season. And I think our whole team's been amped up for this throughout the whole summer and through the whole spring practice. What's going to be the key for you guys on Friday? Uh, I think if we we got to protect the ball. I know last year we had, I think, five turnovers or lost the ball five different times. But I think if our defense plays to our potential, our offense both plays to our potential, we'll be good. I think execute our plays. It's going to be a great game. I mean, you take me through, like, what's it like to be out here on a Friday night in a uh, rivalry game? Having every, having all our student section, their student section, all the energy that both of the schools bring, it's just awesome. Having all the fans come out here, I know this place will be a packed house on Friday night. What's Highlands football meant to you? Uh, it's been my whole life for the past four years, pretty much. You know, being here with your brothers almost every day, it's just 
awesome to be a part of this team. What's Coach Ben like to play for? Uh, it's turned it around. I know freshman year we had uh, Coach Weiner from now he's at uh, Campbell County. I think it's just stepped up the game of and the workout and the, especially in the weight room. We had a, we didn't have that big of a uh, weight program, and since Coach has brought that here, I think our team's got developed. Uh, just got way stronger, you know. And I think we've gotten faster in every aspect of the game. Can you notice the difference? I mean, you tell me about uh, the effort in the weight room. Definitely, and what it's, yeah. If when we come here in the mornings, it's just different. Everybody getting their workout in. Yeah, you know. Uh, How's that impacted you personally? I feel like I've definitely, I've since freshman year to now, I've gotten so much stronger. Doing my own work, but especially from the program that he's brought here, I know we did, we have focused on like five different lifts, key lifts, and we just keep going through different routines each week. I'm loving it. Can you tell me about how important football is to this community in Fort Thomas? Oh, Fort Thomas, they've donated so much money to us. We've done so many fundraisers here in Fort Thomas for that, and I think the whole community will come together for our. And Fort Thomas has always been known as a football city, so I think. These past few years have just turned that motive around in Fort Thomas that football's back here. Appreciate it, Luke. Thanks Thank very you. much. Good luck to you. Well, this may be the earliest in a season that Covcath and Highlands have faced each other. Uh, remember last year, Highlands snapped that nine-game losing streak to Covcath uh, with a big victory in late October. Um, they hadn't beaten Covcath since 2015, and certainly they took one there. Uh, in Park Hills, and uh, certainly the Colonel's got to be hungry to get one here in Fort Thomas. Uh, spoke with head coach Eddie Eviston of Covcath this week, and he says, hey, we got a great opponent on our hands. Um, certainly going to have our hands full. Um, we know that we came out and, and did well week one, including the offense. Owen Lean, three touchdowns. Senior quarterback Evan Pitzer, 17 of 24 passing. Uh, but they know that they're going to have uh, a formidable foe in Highlands on Friday night. Well, hey, Cupcath and Highlands is just one of several games we're going to keep our eyes on this Friday night. How about Taft and Redding? Both teams won their season opener. Princeton taking on Lakota West. Key GMC battle right there. And also Turpin and Kings, both teams opening up the ECC schedule, both with big victories over GMC schools a week ago. Be sure to check out all the highlights from these games on WCPO 9 Football Friday. You can make sure you check out our WCPO High School Insider podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening and watching. Talk to you next week.